Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode on Grieving Moms Podcast, episode number 89, Anger and Acting Out in Grief. Um, I have done an episode on anger It was quite a while ago. Uh, I think it was almost over a year ago. And as I've learned so much more along the way, I have so much more to add. So I wanted to do another episode on anger because it's something that comes up often. It's something we all feel. And it's something I think so many of us fight and feel so much shame around. And I think it's just really important to discuss and bring up because anger can really bring out the worst in us. As well, um, especially when we're trying to stuff it down and pretend it's not there. So before I dive in, I just want to ask you if you could rate and review this podcast if you have gotten help and support, encouragement, and learn tools to help you on your grief journey, and also share it with a mom who could also use this support. So with anger and grief, um, it can feel so intense. It can feel like Like we have the right because we are in so much pain to act in whatever way we want. But it does not give us the right to lash out at others. It does not give us a free pass on acting however we want. And I know you are in pain. I know that grief brings tons of pain. The pain is so intense, so crazy, so many times. Um, But lashing out to others and using your anger to hurt others only hurts you more. So I want you to take a a second and notice like when you're feeling anger that do like the person you become uh, when you are expressing your anger in an unhealthy way, using it to hurt others, or do you like the energy that you have when you get angry at somebody? So anger is truly an emotion that can explode and destroy so many things. It can come out as boiling frustration, explosive anger, resentment, something that's kind of, you know, We don't like to feel it. We try to shove it down. It can come out in so many ways. And underneath the anger is so many things, like the lack of control over the situation, stress, fear, worry, grief, all of that stuff. It can all come with grief, and it's so normal. It comes from the immense loss of control that we have in our lives, right? When your child dies and your child is gone, you can't change that. And it's so intense and so painful. After Aria died... I had a ton of anger. I was, it took a long time. Um, actually somebody had told me, you know, a couple of weeks after she died that I'm really glad to see that you weren't, um, you aren't feeling any anger. You don't have anger because a lot of people do get really angry. And I told them that, you know what, I, I don't know what's going to come for me in my future. I might be angry in my future. And it probably took me about seven months to feel any anger and to become in the place of frustration. But after Aria died, you know, I thought that 
I would be the best mom ever. <laughs> when you're like, okay, so I know what it's like to bury a child. I know what it's like to say goodbye to a child. So I would be the calmest mom. Of course, I'm going to be the most loving mom. And I didn't realize that the loss of control in my life, the feeling like everything was falling apart around me without me being able to do anything about it, the stress in my body and my mind and every, like everything put me put me under so much pressure in a way that I didn't even know was possible. And I was so snappy and I got angry very quickly. Um, there was that time when I was living with that deep frustration that I didn't want to live with the anger. Like, and other people didn't understand it. Other people didn't know that, you know, this is a part of grief. And I'm so grateful that I knew that this was a part of grief and I was okay with being angry, even though I didn't want to be angry. And when I was in this phase of my grief or the cycle or part of my grief, there was a situation where another mom I knew who had already lost a child had another thing happen to another of their children. And it was a very scary moment where they weren't entire, entirely sure if their child would be okay or what was going to happen. And I got really mad. I got really angry. It was this deep frustration within me. It was so deep that I wouldn't say it was directed at anyone, but I was just so angry that this had happened to them. They had already been through enough. They didn't need this too. And when I shared this um, with others that I was very angry, I was told that we shouldn't be angry at God. And I couldn't fully explain what was going through my head and my body. And I still don't know if I can fully explain it now. But I just knew, and I still know, that anger is normal. That it's so normal. And I'm so grateful that I did know that. And that I had healthy ways of working through that. In that moment, I do remember thinking that if I do believe that God is the giver and taker of life, then why wouldn't I be angry at Him? I didn't really feel like I was angry at God, but wouldn't that make sense? It didn't mean that I had questioned his plan or thought that he was wrong. And I was just angry that this was the way that it was. And I guess the whole point of this is just really to to hold space that anger is normal, that there's nothing wrong with the anger, but it also doesn't give us a right to lash out at others and hurt others. But telling someone that anger is bad or just to stop being angry, like being like, well, that's not okay to feel that way. That doesn't help, right? It it doesn't make you not be angry anymore. It just help, you know, you try to pretend that it's not there instead of dealing with it and taking out and admitting that you're really angry and finding ways to process it and get it out of your body. But anger and grief is so normal. And it can show up in so many ways. It can show up as anger at God, anger at a person, including the person who died, your child, anger at others, ang- anger at yourself, and anger at nothing but everything. I felt like that was kind of my my biggest anger was just like, I, I, I couldn't say it was directed at any one person. It was just like a frustration in my life every day. So... While I first want to acknowledge that anger is normal, I want to say again that this doesn't give us the right to spew that anger onto everyone else around us. This doesn't give us a free pass to act over what we want. I know that we all mess up. We all have moments that we act in a way that we don't want to. And I want to offer some ideas and ways that you can process the anger in your body so that it doesn't hurt those around you or yourself. 
And before we begin, before I dive into this, maybe you don't realize that you have anger. You might be in a place where anger is bad, like it's a bad way to feel and you don't want to sit with it. It feels better to pretend that you're not angry so that you can shove it under the rug and then maybe you're a better person because you're not angry. But let me ask you this, just because you push the anger down and pretend it's not there, does that make the anger go away? Or does that just make you fight the energy of anger more and make it more stressful and where it's like this battle where you're constantly fighting this anger? So really allowing yourself to process it with and release the anger without judgment is an incredible way to help yourself and turn it, turn it to you know, to let go of it and to become the kind of person that you want to be um, to be in your life. So first, I want you to notice what your emotional patterns are, because you might not realize that you're feeling this. What three emotions do you feel every day? What three emotions come up for you most often? This has happened with moms that I've worked with when we've talked about, okay, what are the three emotions to keep track of them, write them down. And as they've paid attention to the three emotions they felt, they realized that they actually did have a lot of frustration or anger going on. So that's the first thing I want you to just notice is, do I have anger? And is it something that's coming up? Maybe it's under the surface that I'm trying to pretend isn't there, whatever it is for you. So I want to do a really, really quick anger release meditation. I'm not going to do the full thing that I normally do, but I just want to show you how you can notice where anger is. You can release it a little bit. So I just want you to get comfortable and notice your feet on the floor and the chair underneath you. And then I want you to close your eyes if you feel safe and just notice your hands. And as you focus on your hands, squeeze them really, really, really tight and feel anger in them. Squeeze, 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 squeeze your hands noticing any tension and the anger that's there, and then let go. And again, squeeze your hands into fists, feeling the anger, feeling the anger there in your body, noticing what it feels like in your hands, and then let it go. And again, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze your hands into fists. Notice that tension, that energy, all of that anger there in your hands. And again, let it go. And then I want you to notice what happened to the anger. What happened to that as you let it go, as you released it, where did the anger go? And just notice what happened. And sometimes we can say like, I have no idea where it went. It just disappeared. This is how we begin to process and release the anger from our body. So finding a way to release the anger from your body in a healthy way rather than stuffing it down is going to be so, so helpful. So some other things that you can do is like high intensity workouts or moving your body, like running and biking and punching. Anger is a really, um, like punching us in like a punching bag, um, Anger is such a high-intensity emotion. It has a lot of energy in it and force in it. So using something to get it out, you could do writing, you could scream. Um, a lot of times when I do like a meditation with moms and we're processing anger, 
they do actually want to scream. Like when I ask them, okay, when you're feeling this anger, what do you notice that you want to do? And screaming is like, it's a beautiful way to let it out. If you need to scream into a pillow or go in your car, scream in your car, just get that anger, that frustration out of your body. So really this means allowing the anger to surface and releasing it from your body, noticing what you want to do when you feel that anger in your body, notice how you act or want to respond. And and then, excuse me, notice where the anger is in your body. Notice the sensations, the intensity, how it feels. Notice if you clench your jaw or your fists or if your shoulders go up. Just getting really, really, really present with how your body feels with anger. So this is all... It really is all about feeling within your body and noticing the sensations and then using tools to get it out. If you imagine that anger is just like energy in your body, so like you stuff it down, it will just fester in your body and explode out. But if you let that energy flow through you, it doesn't get stuck in your body and fester. It just flows through, right? So the next part of paying attention to your anger is what is the thoughts that driving what are driving the anger what are the thoughts behind it bring awareness to those thoughts or that thought because this helps you see where you are feeding the anger with your thoughts um notice how when you have the thoughts that bring anger it's so easy to begin going down that rabbit hole right you have the emotion of anger all of a sudden you start finding all the other reasons of why you're angry. What else, what else can you find, you know, to be angry about? And it's so easy to be in that mindset and that rabbit hole for sure. And okay. So anger is a normal part of grief. And I want to encourage you and kind of remind you that no matter who your anger is directed at right now, doesn't matter who it is, or what it is, if it wasn't that person or that thing that your anger was directed at, it would be something else. So often we want to use our anger to retaliate to somebody or hurt somebody or, you know, do something to revenge somebody. And it doesn't, it, I mean, it obviously is a huge deal. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that anger is so normal. And if it wasn't at that person or that thing or whatever it is, it would be at somebody else. So it really has nothing to do with that person or that thing that you feel anger towards. It's the person or the place that you're projecting your anger onto. But it's just an emotion that needs to come out with grief and allowing yourself to experience it and know that that person or thing that you're angry at is obviously a reason you're angry, but it's the thing that you're directing your anger at. I hope that makes sense that no matter what, if it was a different situation, you would have anger over something else if you're feeling anger. So not everybody feels anger. So if this isn't, you know, resonating with you, that's fine. You don't need to feel angry. You don't need to find things to feel angry about. It's just that if you are, that this is a normal energy that comes up when we are grieving. And the most important thing that I want to stress is like anger will just not go away by itself. It's a very powerful emotion and it's very damaging if we don't properly deal with it. So please, please, please 
allow yourself to feel and process anger. And while this is normal, while there's no shame with anger, while you don't have to rush this phase of your journey, I know it's not fun to be there. And I also know how easy it is to begin to justify why it's okay to act a certain way because your child died. And I really want to encourage you to use these tools, these things that I offered today, or at least take one, just choose one of them and begin to release and hold space for the anger inside of you really in a healthy way and search for ways that you can let it out. You know, if it there, if you found something different, like an example quick would be like someone I had worked with had would smash rocks with a hammer and stuff like that. So finding something that works for you. And if you want guidance and one-on-one coaching to help you work through this, you can go to carryinggriefcoaching.com. That's carrying, like C-A-R-R-Y-I-N-G, griefcoaching.com, to learn more about how you can work with me. I want you to remember that there is no shame or judgment here, but how important it is to get curious with your anger and the energy of anger in your body so you can continue to strive to be the best mom that you can be. Truly, truly, like I, I'm just holding you in my heart and I know how hard it is. I know how much uh, it's not fun to be in a place of feeling a lot of anger. So just do something, do one step, take one step of beginning to process this super intense emotion. So all my love to you this week, my friends. Until next week, take care. If you have found support, encouragement, and changes on your grief journey from this podcast, I want to invite you to come check out Stop Talking, Start Feeling. It's my mini workshop that takes what I talk about on this podcast and really brings it to a tangible, practical level. It dives into emotions and thoughts and how you can begin to process and move through them. There are also sections on releasing and processing sadness and guilt, which so often come up after your child dies. Join me over at www.stoptalkingstartfeeling.com. That's stoptalkingstartfeeling.com.